Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Whitburn Pentecostal Church. Glad that you're here. For those who are here in person, and welcome also to those who are online joining us. So glad that you're with us. Um, I know that the guys who are here can't go anywhere. Hopefully the guys who are online uh, can just really rest into the service today that we experience God's presence in this place. We're really looking for God in this place. And that's why we're here. We're here to look for God. We're here to worship God. We're here to seek and find. We're here to ask. We're here to knock. We're here to do all those things. But we're here primarily to worship God. We're here to worship the King of Kings. And one of the incredible things is that for the first time in 15 months or so, we can do that vocally. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> we, can, we can sing our praise to God today. So Sarah's going to lead us in worship. And just a little second, you'll see that we're adding to the band as well. So uh, that adds all sorts of levels of complications. So hopefully it comes through okay. Um, just to, I was explaining to somebody earlier there, um, we, we have two lots of sound to do. We've got sound for in the room here, but then we also have sound for the guys who are online. Uh, so just uh, bear with us if there's little uh, glitches as we go along. But here we're, we're here to worship God today. So let's bow our heads in prayer and let's seek him today. Father, we thank you that you're here. And Lord, we just pray that your spirit would descend upon us. Lord, we know that your spirit lives within us. But Father, we, we ask that your spirit would descend upon this gathering today. Father, whether we're in the building here or, or Father, just listening to this message later on or or whether we're live online at the moment. Father, we pray that we would know your presence in such a deep way. Father, we, we just want to be in your presence. We want to worship you. We want to give glory and honor to the King of Kings today. But Father, we know that we need you in our lives. We need you in our hearts. And so, Father, we pray that you would come. Holy Spirit, come and fill us afresh today. Fill us anew. Father, we pray that you would come and speak to our hearts. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would minister deep into people's lives and experiences today in a way that only you can do. But Father, we're just asking that you will come and do these things amongst us. And Father, we just were so delighted to be able to sing our praise to you this morning. And so, Father, we just pray that as we do that, you would inhabit the praises of your people. Lord, that you would be present in this place. And Lord, that you would be seen. Lord, that you would be glorified, that you would be above every other thing in this place today. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.
just thank you for the words of that song that we've been singing. Lord, not only is a song of worship to you today, but Father, it's our prayer. As we think about that, Father, we pray that the lost will come home. Father, that the bound will go free, that the weak will be strong, that the broken will be redeemed, that the sick will be well, that the hungry will feast, that those who are mourning will dance and those who are blind will see, that the church will arise with power and love. Father, that this town of Whitburn and the surrounding villages would know the glory of God. Father, help us to realize that there is nothing to fear. Father, there is nothing to fear because Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And Father, we thank you that Jesus is building his church. Father, no matter what things look like on the outside just now, Father, we know that the church is strong and the church is being built. And Father, as I come to the last line of this song, Father, it says revival is now. Father, we pray that you would come and revival power in our nation. Father, because we need a visitation from your Holy Spirit. Father, we need a fresh touch from your Spirit. And Father, we just pray that you bring revival. Father, we pray, bring it into our hearts. Father, that when we say, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done, that Father, we're actually praying that your rule and authority would come into our lives. And Father, that all the other things which occupy us and preoccupy us and distract us, Father, will fall into insignificance because Father, our eyes are fixed on Jesus. Our eyes are fixed on the King of Kings. And Father, we pray that you bring revival into our hearts, bring revival into our homes, into our streets, into our towns, into the villages, into our cities. Father, we pray that you'd come by your spirit and Father, that you do a new thing, do a new thing in this area. Father, do a new thing in this church, do a new thing in our hearts. Oh Lord, we reach out to you this morning because we have nobody else that we can go to. Father, we have no one else to go to. Father, you're the one who has the answers. Lord, our hearts are filled with questions, but you have the answer. And, and Father, just as I say that today, I believe there are people who have deep questions in their hearts today. Father, people who are just asking that why question. Father, people who don't understand. Father, people who can't see what you're doing. Lord, often we look at what's happening on the surface and, and we make a judgment. Father, we pray, help us to see underneath the surface today. Father, help us to see what you're doing. Help us to hear your voice. Father, help us to perceive your presence. And Father, the things that you want to say into our situation today. And so for those who have questions, Father, I just pray for them today that they would keep on knocking, that they would knock and keep on knocking. Father, for those who are seeking, Lord, I pray that they would keep on seeking. Oh, Lord, we just pray that you would come and that you just answer our prayers. Father, that we would be so aware of the timing and the answer as well. And so, Lord, we just pray, help us to continue to keep our eyes fixed in Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Keep our eyes fixed in Jesus. Keep our eyes fixed in him. Do you know that's what it's all about, folks? It's about keeping our eyes fixed on him. He is the one who never changes. He is constant, consistent, never changes. And no matter what happens in our life, no matter what's on the surface, even when things seem as if they're going wrong, he never changes. And he is the one who has the answer to the question that you're asking. I want to encourage you, just as I prayed for people who've got questions, press into God today because God has the answer. 
Sometimes he doesn't answer quickly because he's wanting you to press in. He's wanting you to continue to seek him. He's not going to make it easy for you. He's asking you to press in, to seek him, and to keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on until you get that answer because God will bring the answer that you're looking for. Maybe that's a word for somebody who's joining us online today or even who's listened to this message after that's went out live. Keep on seeking God. Keep on asking the question. Keep on praying, and the answer will come. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our presence today. And Lord, we just pray that as we turn to your word in just a little minute, that you'd open our hearts, that we may be able to receive everything that you want to say to us today. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Thank you, band and the tech team. As I was addressing the tech team there, it made me realize that the tech team is quite a small team at the moment. Um, and so what I want to do is actually just maybe grab some of our, our folks um, on Zoom just to have a meeting. As things progress, we really need to discuss as a team how we are going to make church happen as things begin to open up. Hopefully they do open up and hopefully we don't go into wave three and more lockdown and all that kind of stuff. Um, but as, as things open up, we need our teams to be functioning in the church again. And so I'm going to call a Zoom meeting. That will go out via email. Uh, so watch out for that in your, your inbox. And also prayer will be on Monday morning at 9.30. Uh, the prayer meeting on Monday at 9.30 has gone really well. Um, God is really answering prayers there. And it's a real encouragement to everyone who's there. So if you're, if you're free and you don't have that link, just give me a shout and we'll send you the link. And also on Wednesday night, we'll be uh, joining together again. It'll be session two. Um, you, we all want to hear from God, don't we? I mean, a, a couple of weeks ago, we had a prophet in the church who was able to deliver the Word of God to people very powerfully. And I just want to encourage you in that. If you received a prophetic word, keep that before you. Keep praying into it. Keep reading it. Keep asking God to show you what it means and that he will open that up to you. Um, but I wanted to say something that when, when, uh, when uh, sorry, I've got two things going on in my head here. Uh, when Alan spoke the prophetic word over the church and, and over us, there was something about that that resonated with us. And I think what I'm trying to say here is that we had already heard some of these things in our own time with God. We'd already heard these things. And so when the prophetic word came, it confirmed what God had already been saying. And I think that's so important that we'll learn to listen to God. And so this week, um, when we gather on the Wednesday night at 7.30, we will consider uh, some ministry by uh, Clem Ferris. That's why my names were getting mixed up earlier on. And the second session this week is what is prophecy and how does it work? So there'll be that short session by Clem, which will be in video. Then we'll have a time of discussion and then we'll launch into prayer off the back of that. Last week, I really enjoyed the prayer meeting and the, the, the study on prophecy last week. And it just made me think, we need to keep listening to what God is saying. And just what I felt God wanted me to share today is how do we, how do we hear from God? And so our, our title today is hearing from God. We'll come to that in just a little second, hearing the voice of God. But before I do that, I want to just pray. I don't know about you. It's all changing and different. So we went from nobody singing to everybody singing, and it even feels different when everybody's singing. 
yeah, it's just amazing. But it's, it's just so wonderful that we can do that. Um, so just incredible. But we need to keep opening things up in the, in the life of the church. But I want to pray just before we come to God's Word and, and just pray for maybe some needs in the fellowship. If you have a need, then just you reach out to God as I am praying just before we come to the, the Bible today. Father, we come before you, and, and Father, I just bring before you those who have heavy hearts today. Lord, those who have struggles. Father, those who are perhaps mourning or grieving. Father, those who are still in that process. Father, we just ask that you come and that you would be a comfort, such a, a sense of peace in, in the hearts of those who, are, who, those who have heavy hearts just now. Father, that you would be that, that real strength to them today. And Father, there are many who need uh, healing. Father, we think of Bobby who's not with us today. Lord, we ask that you would just bring healing into his back. Father, that you'd touch him in a miraculous way. And Father, we pray that you'd correct what is wrong. Father, so many who have needs uh, in their bodies, but Father, that we also have emotional needs, mental needs, spiritual needs. And Father, we just pray that you come and that you would minister to us. Father, as we just reach out to you, for the, the thing which we need from you today. And Father, we just pray for those who are struggling in the workplace. Lord, for the, those where there are issues and problems and there are things going on that they just don't seem to be finding a resolution to. Father, we pray for your favor to be upon them. And Father, we just ask that you would just release the things which need to be released. And Father, I pray specifically for Stuart uh, laying today. Father, I pray for his business. And Lord, we just ask that you'd release the things from heaven which need to be released in order for them to pro progress. And uh, Father, just to, to, to see uh, your purposes unfold in, in that whole situation. So Father, we just ask for your favor in that situation. And Father, I pray also for my, my friend uh, Pete Anderson out in Edinburgh. Uh, Father, as they just go through a difficult time as a church, uh, Father, we just pray that you'd be with them today, and Lord, that they would know your presence and peace in such a powerful way. Lord, may your hand be upon them. And Father, we just pray for something incredibly divine to happen today in their experience. And Father, we pray for ourselves. Lord, we pray that you'd incline our, our hearts towards you today. Father, as we just spend a little bit of time thinking about hearing the voice of God, Father, we pray that we, our hearts would be inclined to what you want to say to us today. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. So, the title of what I want to talk about today is hearing the voice of God. It's so important, hearing the voice of God. What is the point of living as a Christian if we can't hear the voice of God? I would kind of think, if I wasn't hearing anything as a Christian, I would probably give up. I would have given up by now, and I thought, this is just a load of nonsense. But it's not a load of nonsense, because God speaks all the time. And I want to talk a wee bit today about the mechanics of that. The reality is that we need the voice of God in our lives every day. We need the voice of God in our lives every day. You know, I've got an old Bible through in the office there. It's an old NIV. It's a 1984 uh, translation of the NIV. Um, it's got a leather cover around it, and it's actually fallen to bits. It's fallen to bits because it was used so much, um, and particularly in the early days in the church when we didn't have uh, fancy technology and stuff like that. Um, it was into the Bible, into the books, paper and pen. We wrote things down. Do you remember those days when we wrote things down? Um, but in that Bible, in that Bible, that it, it uses the word listen 
352 times. It uses the word hear 379 times and the word heard 577 times. Do you think it's trying to tell us something? There's something important about listening. And I want to suggest today that if we want to hear the voice of God, that hearing is not about a formula, it's about a friendship. It's very easy to approach a subject like this and think it's about a formula, something that we do X plus Y equals Z. So if we do this, that, and the next thing, then we'll hear from God. And there's a certain uh, degree of truth in that, but hearing from God is about a dynamic relationship. It's about us relating to this incredible being who has created everything that we see. It says in Exodus 33, 11, that God talked with Moses face to face as a man talks with his friend. Imagine hearing from God in that way where it's actually like speaking to a person who's right in front of you, flesh and blood person. But that was his experience. There's the whole kind of mechanics of listening. You know, we, we, I'm, I'm doing this just now. I'm, I'm using my lungs. I'm filling up my lungs with air. It's coming back out through my voice box. I'm using my intellect. I have used my intellect in preparation for this meeting as well, thankfully. There's something going on in my brain that's given me the words to speak. Sometimes I forget what those words are these days, but that's another story. But there's a, there's a, a mechanical process going on when somebody speaks and we're listening. You know, how the ears work. And, you know, people keep telling me that I need to get mine checked these days, but that's another story. So there's a whole kind of mechanical thing that goes on here when we're listening naturally but also when we're listening to God supernaturally, there's a, almost like a mechanical process, and we will touch on that. But you'll know as well as I do that friendship is a dynamic relationship. There are things ebbing and flowing, changing all the time, a relationship between, between two people. And it's more than just mechanics, isn't it? When we speak to somebody, we don't go, I wonder how his voice box is working today and, you know, how, how's, the, how's the ear working today? We don't think about things like that. We think about the dynamics of the relationship. And so when I, when I talk about hearing from God, I want to impress on us right now that there are no quick fixes to hearing God. No quick fixes. It's not a, just a, a simple X plus Y equals Z and it happens all so quickly. It's about a dynamic relationship that we need to develop. Now, I'm going to use an illustration which will hopefully help. I tried and tried and tried to find a picture of the two big dishes in the Glasgow Science Centre. Has, has anybody been to the Science Centre? One or two people, okay. Bear in mind you've got masks on and I can't really see your faces and your expressions. I need big body language, okay. Um, big comments for those who are online. But um, we, we, we've been to the Science Centre a few times, and I don't know if you can see in the picture here or on the screen, there's, there are two big massive like satellite dishes, and they're probably about 20 metres or so apart. And on the satellite dishes, they have these arms that come down to a little point where uh, the, 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 the signal that the dish would receive is focused. Now, on that little circle, if I was standing at that one and Josh was standing at the other one, I could whisper into it. And Josh, who's 20 metres away, could hear it. Did you catch that? So, because of the way that this 
dish is designed is able to take a tiny little signal and reflect it down to the other dish and then it will again reflect it to that little point where the signal gets focused and the person on the other end can receive, can hear that signal. You know, this is the old-fashioned way for those uh, who are so inclined was you've got a tin can and you got another tin can and you put a string in and you, you pulled the tin can tight, didn't you? And you put the tin can at your ear and the other person spoke into the tin can. It's exactly the same thing because what's happening is that there's a sound wave which is traveling up the, the string and it's resonating at the other side. Same with a satellite dish. You've all seen satellite dishes, haven't you? They all point the same direction, and I'll come back to that in a second, but a satellite dish is able to take a tiny little signal, focus it on a single point, so that our satellite boxes can receive that, and we get TV and sound on our televisions. And I want to suggest that there's a mechanical dimension to, to listening to God. What I think is important here is that the sound is focused into a single point where the person can hear it. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about God who's wanting to speak to us. I'm not saying that God looks like a satellite dish, but there's something about the Spirit of God that wants to communicate to each one of us. And we are able to receive that communication because there's something inside of us that's exactly the same as the person who's trying to communicate. That dish looks exactly like the other one. So one person speaking, one person listening, the two tin cans, if that's helpful. God is a spirit, and he wants to speak to us, and he has put his spirit within us so that we can receive the signal, and then we can begin to process what God is saying. It's a dynamic relationship. God doesn't want to speak all the time. We need to be prepared to listen. And I say that because, you know, if you think about that story of Elijah, where there was the wind and the fire and, and all the earthquake and stuff going on, and God's voice wasn't in it, but God's voice was a still, small voice, a delicate, whispering voice. And if we're going to learn to listen to the voice of God, we need to understand that God whispers. These things deal in tiny, tiny little signals. The, the signal that comes from the satellite out in space, which faces the south of the sky, which is kind of over there, is a tiny, tiny signal. But because of the design of the dish, it's called a parabola, it's able to take that signal and focus it into a, sig a single point. So imagine this was the bit on your satellite dish. Remember the wee bit that's connected to the arm? That's called the LNB. That, that's the thing, that's the focal point where it takes that tiny, tiny signal and focuses it and sends it down a wire, down through a mixing desk, into a camera, into a computer, out through the internet so that people can join us online and hear what I'm saying today. It's the same with the satellite dish. It takes tiny, tiny little signals. And God's voice is sometimes that still, small voice. When the prophet comes and speaks, it's loud and clear. But often in our own times, we need to take that time to really listen to God. This is what 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says. It says that the man with, without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God for, the, for their foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. How do we hear from God? In terms of process, 
we need to understand that God has put a receiver in us like a satellite dish. God has put his own spirit within us so that he can communicate spirit to spirit. And that comes into our spirit. And then we begin to process that with our minds. When we read the Bible, and I'll talk about this in a little second, there's a mechanical process going on. But in order to hear the voice of God, we need to make room for the voice of God. We all want to desperately hear the prophet. And I, I, did I say this at the start? There's no shortcuts to hearing the voice of God. Did I say that? If I didn't say that, I meant to say that. There's no shortcuts. There's no easy way. And sometimes I think that's why we love it when the prophet comes to town, because we get that word that we're needing. But as I said at the start, when Alan Ross came and shared in this church, when he shared prophetically, not everything, but most of what he said, I'm like, yep, 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 I've heard that, I've heard that, I've heard that, I've heard that. Because God's voice is a small voice, we need to be careful to lean in to listen to it. Now, there are some kind of process things that I want to talk about. And, and, and the first of those, well, there's peace, position, and perception, okay? Three Ps, just to make it easy to remember. Has anybody been to the supermarket and seen the free from aisle? The place where you go and you get all the gluten-free stuff and there's this, this, this left out and that left out and the next thing left out so that we, when we eat it, we feel well. I, I kind of think there's something that we need to learn here, that we need to be free from some things in order to receive what God wants to say to us. We need to be free from interference. Going back to science, I could talk for ages about radio waves and that's what I used to do when I was younger. And how things can come into our lives and can bring that interference and so that we are not able to distinguish the voice of God. It's not that we're not hearing it, it's just there's all this other stuff going on in the background and we're like, I'm really struggling to hear what you're saying. And, and so we need to come to a place of peace where we're free from the interference. Going back to the analogy of the satellite dish, who's ever had this when during a snowstorm it comes up in your box saying no signal? Has anybody ever seen that? Yeah? So it's absolutely chucking it down outside with snow, and it comes up in your box, no signal, because there's so much interference, there's so much stuff blocking the signal that it can't actually get through. And it's like that with us. So, so when it comes to listening to the voice of God, we need to find a place of peace, free from interference. Our lives can be cluttered with sin, with guilt, with materialism, with busyness, with distraction. Our lives can become so cluttered that there's so much interference that we can't actually hear what God is saying. And yet, that's the thing that we really need is the voice of God. What does the Bible say? Man does not live by bread alone. Who's all had their breakfast this morning? Okay. Some people haven't. Okay, that's fine. And we, we need to eat to sustain our bodies, but we need that spiritual food, that word from God, in order to sustain our souls. The, th the second thing, really quickly, is about position. Psalm 46, verse 10 says this, Be still and know that I am God. That's your verse. Be still and know that I am God. How do we know that he's God? By becoming still first. We need to be still Matthew 6, 6, when you pray, go into your room and close the door away from the interference, away from the distraction. Easier said than done, especially when you've got young children running about the house. 
It's a lot easier said than done. Joshua 1.8 says, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Meditate on it. Medit- we need to allow time for it to get into our being. For those who've ever, uh, for those who are into cooking and you've maybe marinated a meat, has anybody ever done that? You, you, put the, you get your chicken and you cut it all up and you put the sauce on it and you, you make sure it's all coated and you pop it in the fridge for overnight and then the next day you cook it. And that process of marination is where the flavor goes into the meat. And it's like that when we sit with the Word of God. We need to allow it to get in and to marinate in our lives. Meditate on it. Just flicking on through really quickly. Luke chapter 12, verse 35 says, Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning. There's something in there about being ready. There needs to be a readiness in our life. If we're going to hear the voice of God, we need to be close enough to God. We need to meditate in His Word. We need to be ready for service. And then John chapter 15, verse 4 says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the, fa- in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. If we're going to hear the voice of God, we need to abide in Him. We need to live in him. We need to be connected to God all the time. And lastly, just thinking about position, James chapter 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God and guess what? He will draw near to you. And so there's something in all of these verses about getting ourselves positioned so that we can hear from God. We need to have that peace, but we also need to position ourselves so that we can hear from God. And then the last thing is our perception. You see, you are listening to my voice today. Your ears are picking up a a signal coming through the speakers. Let's not go into all that. But you're able to pick up my voice. It's going into your brain. You're able to process the things that I'm saying. There's, There's something mechanical going on at work here. But there's something dynamic, hopefully, when the Holy Spirit takes that and brings revelation. We had a meeting during the week in here. And Ron said something, and I'm like, it wasn't what he said. It was what the Holy Spirit revealed to me in the moment when he said it. I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that's exactly what I'm looking for in a situation that I was thinking about uh, during the week. But we need to understand that God communicates primarily at a spirit level. We read the Bible, and we can understand that and process it, by the, but the real perception happens at a spiritual level. And so we can get fussed with the mechanics, but we need to understand that there's a dynamic process at work because we have a dynamic relationship with God. And so I want to think just for a brief second about that. I know time's marching on. You know, God speaks through many, many different ways. He speaks through the prophets, as we've heard a couple of weeks ago. He speaks through people. He speaks through the gifts of the Spirit and so on. But what I want to do is try and focus on how does How do we actually hear the voice of God? It's all good and well saying, well, God speaks to me through people. Yep. God speaks to me through the prophet. Yep. God speaks to me through the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. And I'm asking all these questions, but I'm like, but how do I, how do I actually hear the voice of God for myself? It's one thing hearing it through the prophet, but how does the prophet hear the voice of God? 
what's going on? I, see, it's my engineering mindset. I just can't help it. I'm like, what's actually happening? And so I, I'll ask people like Alan, how does that work? I'll ask people like Ray Stokes, how does that work? I'll ask people like Clem, and I have, and I'm waiting on a reply, how does that work? I always want to know about the mechanics. I want to know how it works. But the reality is that the dynamics are happening all the time because of being in that place of peace, positioning before God, and just having the spiritual perception to know that it's God that's speaking. But there are a number of different ways that I feel God speaks to us, and, and, and I think we need to just tune into what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us. And for me, number one, the top of my list is through Scripture. God has already said so much to us through Scripture. We have the privilege of living in 2021 with a New Testament, which was written only decades, most of it decades after Jesus had died and had went back to heaven and the, the church was started. Most of the New Testament was written then. In fact, Galatians was probably one of the first books to ever be written in the New Testament, believe it or not. The Gospels followed after that. And in the Bible, it says this, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. I, I love the way the Passion Translation put this. And so I'm going to flick it up on the screen. God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture, for it is God-breathed. That's incredible. God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture, for it is God-breathed. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. I, I just, I was blown away when I read that in the Passion Translation. To think that God has invested himself into his word, into scripture, and that when we take that and we open that and we, we get ourselves to a place of peace and we say, Lord, help me to be quiet inside. Keep me free from distraction and the interference and the phone and whatever it is. And let me just be in a place of peace as I sit before you and read your word. Holy Spirit, come and speak to me through your word today. And as I begin to read the words, I pray that you'd reveal what I need to hear from you today in order to live my life the way you want me to. Sorry, I thought I was at my devotions there. I thought I was back in my devotional time. That's, that's what I pray, or something like that every day. Praying that God will come and speak, getting positioned before him, and learning to perceive the voice of God as he speaks. And so, the number one way that God speaks, if we're thinking about mechanics, is through Scripture. The second is through peace. That peace that goes beyond understanding. That peace that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. In order for it to guard our mind, it needs to come from outside our mind. It's not something that happens in here. It's something that the Holy Spirit gives us. And very often, especially when we're looking for direction and we need to hear the voice of God, that whole thing about peace is so, so important. Third thing is impressions. God lays an impression on our hearts. It's more than a thought. It's more than a picture. It's something that's kind of like pressed into us. Who remembers playing with plasticine and you would take something and you, you, you would press it into the plasticine? Do you remember that? 
and you would take the thing off and the imprint would be in the plasticine. That's what I think this is talking about, impressions. It's when God shows us something, but it's deeper than a thought, it's deeper than a picture, it's something that's actually impressed into our spirit. And it, it, when it's kind of left something there. I, I think for me very often, this is how God gives me the interpretation to a message in tongues. I don't know if I mentioned that. I talked about praying that God would give me interpretations to tongues. And often when that happens, it's because God's put a deep impression in my spirit. And I just know, impressions are a kind of knowing. You just know in yourself that it's God. But it's about learning to perceive that impression. In order to receive impressions, we need to be soft. You ever tried to put an impression on a hard piece of plasticine? Does it work? You need, to, what do you, need? you need to get it in your hands and heat it up and mash it around a bit so that it's nice and soft and pliable. And then when you do that, then the impression happens. But very often, we are not able to receive the things that God wants to give us because we're, we're so hard inside or cold. God speaks through impressions, and I'm happy to explain any of these things further. We use this expression, nudges. Usually, you know, people will say, oh, the Holy Spirit just gave me a nudge. What does that mean? What does it mean the Holy Spirit gave me a nudge? I, I, I liken it like this. It, it's, it's like a thought that comes into your head that's an inescapable thought. It's like a thought that doesn't go away. Once, it, once this thought comes into your head, it doesn't go away. It's like, I think God's saying something to me here and I need to act on it. The problem is that the devil can give us nudges as well. That's where the temptations come. Go for the gold. Maybe it's about possessions. Maybe that's your temptation. Go for the girl or the guy and passion. And maybe that's the area of your temptation. Or go for the greatness, the pride, the power, the position. Maybe that's your area of temptation. Those are the three primary areas where we all get tempted. And the devil can give us a nudge in the wrong direction as well. And we need to be so aware of that. Moving on quickly. God can speak through circumstances. I talked about this um, just recently when I talked about the fishing experience. I think that was last week. Um, I'm so losing track of myself. Uh, was that last week? Yeah, it was last week. Um, God's speaking through circumstances. And just in response to a prayer, and it's like, well, how does this whole healing thing work? circumstances kick in. You're like, is that God? Learning to perceive the voice of God? It's like, well, Lord, if that's you, then, then confirm that through other means, through the Word of God. We need to keep coming back to that. But God can also speak through our trials, our testing times, our temptations. He is speaking all the time. And very often with circumstances, there's something that's significant about the timing of something happening. So, it's not just that something happened, it's when it happened, and it happened in relation to us praying about something. Sixth thing is that God speaks through pictures. And, and, and as, I, as I look back in my, my journal, there are loads of occasions where somebody's came and said, I have this picture. And probably the most powerful for me was fairly recently where it was a picture of the church, but it was grass that was all sparse and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, but it's going to thicken up and it's going to grow and be just this green pasture. God speaks through pictures, you know, where you just see something in your head. I, I, that, this happened to me yesterday where I had a picture and I shared it with the person and I thought, it might just be nonsense, but if it's not, then the Holy Spirit will confirm that. 
just a picture that happens in our heads and we, we share that with the person. But it's a picture with a meaning. It's not just a picture, random. Point number seven is that God speaks through dreams and uh, God can speak powerfully through dreams. Not just the kind of like cheese pizza type dreams. I had loads of them last night and that was without the pizza. I'm like, oh my goodness, I just seem to be dreaming so much these days. But it's all just nonsense. Um, and, and hopefully I'm not trying to punch somebody in the process because usually Mary gets that because it gets acted out. Um, but God speaks powerfully through dreams and it's only really once happened to me where I had a dream I had a dream and it was such a powerful dream that I needed to act on it. I needed to act with great prayer and consideration and be really cautious about how I acted on it. God can speak through an inaudible voice, just a voice that you hear inside, just a phrase, words. God can speak that way, but we need to be able to be in a place where we perceive that that's God who's speaking and say, actually, that, that was God that spoke to me there. Write it down. Can I just say, when, God, when you feel God's speaking to you, write it down, because if you write it down, it's then that you go back and you go, actually, there's a pattern here. Then God can speak through an audible voice. I'm almost finished for those who are starting to flag. Um, probably the most famous is, is, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? The voice of Jesus, who came to the apostle Paul before he was the apostle Paul. Saul, riding along the road, and, and he hears the voice of Jesus audibly. The people who are around him didn't hear the voice, but they could see uh, what was going on. Something was happening. And God can speak through an audible voice. And God speaks through visions these days as well. He has done. He still does. We've heard lots of stories about people who, in closed countries where people can't go and preach the gospel, where people are having a vision of Jesus, and Jesus is coming and meeting with those people, and they go, wow, Jesus appeared to me. There was a vision, a real vision, not something that's made up. And that's still happening today through nature. And I, I kind of think God speaks through nature, but it's mostly just kind of sitting with your pal. It's like when we're sitting at the back and watching the sunset. You don't need to be saying very much. It's just like, this is amazing. Just something about being in the presence of God and his creation. And it's amazing how much can be said without actually using words, isn't it? Lastly, God can speak through angelic visitations. Angels are God's messengers. And I actually think we've experienced this once in our lives, where we were visited by an angel at probably the worst time in our lives. And maybe I'll talk about that story another time. But at probably our lowest point in our married lives, God was really gracious to us and sent somebody to comfort. And the sense of peace in the presence of that angel was incredible. See, I said this at the start, hearing God is not about a formula. It's about a friendship. We can get all caught up in the dynamic, the, the mechanics of how we hear from God, but essentially it's about a deep relationship. In fact, the deepest of all relationships. And you know as well as I do that relationships take commitment, they take energy, intentionality, and trust, and they develop over time. 
Friendships and relationships can't be forced. Neither can God. And yet God is calling you to draw closer and to go deeper. You know, God can be calling you, but your phone's on mute. I have this all the time, but I put my phone on mute because I want the peace before I get into the position of coming before God. And then I forget to switch it back on again. And, and somebody's calling me, but my phone's on mute. And I go, oh, missed call. Maybe for some of us, God's been trying to get in touch with us, but our phone's on mute. We're not listening to what God is wanting to say. On the surface, it sounds like we want to hear from God, but in reality, how we're living our lives is that we're on mute. You know, I, I talked about that, that book, God on Mute. Maybe God is writing a book and saying, people on mute, <laughs> switch yourselves back on and get ready to listen because I want to speak. Hearing God is about a friendship. It's not about mechanics. It's about dynamics. It's about that relationship. I wonder if we could just bow our heads today as we finish off in prayer. Do you know there are different ways that we can respond to this today? And I want to ask the question, are you a friend of God? Do you have a relationship with God? Maybe for some in here, maybe for some who are joining online, do you have that dynamic relationship with God? And if you don't, today can be your day. He's waiting for the invitation. God doesn't force his way into our lives. He waits on the invitation. And why don't you invite him into your life today? Say, here I am, come into my life. Maybe some people just need to make more room for the Holy Spirit today. There's too much interference. There's too many distractions. There's too much busyness. And you need to make room for the Holy Spirit because you're, you're asking God to speak to you, but there isn't the peace, there isn't the positioning, and there isn't the perception. It's a dynamic relationship, but we need to do a part. If we are going to develop a relationship with someone, we need to be with the person we need, to, we need to spend time with the person. And maybe some people today are so distracted by worry that you're not hearing the voice of God that you so desperately need to hear today. I, I just want to pray for people as we finish off this morning and ask that he would meet us at each of these different places. For those who have never made the decision to invite Jesus into the life to be a friend, he wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you through all these different ways. And you can pray this prayer. You can pray a prayer and invite him in. And so I'm going to pray that prayer and you can pray this prayer into your heart after me. And if you pray that prayer and mean it, then, then the Holy Spirit will come into your life. He will give you the the mechanism, if you like, to receive, to hear what God wants to say to you. Pray this prayer after me. Dear God, I've never invited you into my life to be my friend, to be a voice in my life. Today, I invite you in. I ask that you would come in, that your Holy Spirit would come in, that you would help me to hear your voice. Make me clean from all the clutter, the sin, the distractions, 
the things that tempt me and take me away from you and make me clean. Help me to receive what you want to say. In Jesus' name. And Father, we just pray for anyone who's prayed that prayer. Lord, we ask that your hand would be upon them and that they would know your presence in such a fresh way. Lord, that you bring a lightness into their spirit, a spring in their step. And Lord, for those who are struggling today, Lord, struggling to hear your voice, those who desperately need it, Father, I just pray that you would come and that you would bring a divine visitation to those who need to hear from you today. Lord, we ask that you would just demonstrate your presence in our lives in new ways. Father, we look, we look to you, and Father, we ask that you would just do something fresh, something new in our experience. Lord, help us to hear your voice. Help us to follow your lead. And Lord, we pray that you'd guide us into all the things which you have for us. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. 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 The Lord bless you, and uh, I hope you have a great week. And if you want to talk about any of this stuff further, please give me a little shout. And uh, don't go away, because I do need to do one last thing before you go. Um, I left it to the end. I do need to do this for the track and trace. So, last minute, but there you go. Okay, have a great week, folks. Take care. Bye.